Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of five in the series about proactive steps with employment law. We're here with our expert, David Miklas. Hey, David, welcome back. Hey, Wendy. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I want to jump in and educate our, our listeners today who are mainly HR or, or wearing the HR hat because they're too small to have HR. So they're HR-ish. <laughs> but we want to talk about, you know, what's going on? What are the re- recent trends and laws? I mean, we see it all over the news with, you know, pay transparency, wage equity, wage equality, just compensation in, in general. What are you seeing out there that people should be doing as a, you know, as a base policy? Yeah, um, there there definitely is a trend um, towards disclosing uh, the salary range in a job advertisement. Um, Some some locations actually mandate this and require this. Um, A lot of them don't yet. Um, Even though I represent management exclusively, this is one thing that I really don't have a problem with. Uh, I, I don't know why businesses... Uh, don't want to disclose how much they're paying. It's not like you have to identify the exact amount. You can have a range, um, but it just saves everybody time if, if you don't have to guess. You know, No one's going to quit their job and, and go somewhere else and then be shocked when they're taking a $10,000 pay cut. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. No one's going to waste their time interviewing for a job like that. But you might as well just tell them up front. And, and sometimes, like New York has a, a law that requires, even if someone's working remotely, like, let's say that they are in New York City and they're working for you down in Florida. Well, th- that law still tags you, too. Um, so it, if you're going to run these job ads, most places should just go ahead and start getting used to the idea of putting a pay range in there. And just so you know, on social media, I don't share anything at all if it doesn't include a, a pay range, no matter how nice the person is. Same, same here, same here. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I got a question for you, David. Is it true that employers in the United States are not required by law to provide that information about current or former employees and, and existing pay status and and, and the range of those salaries unless served by subpoena, or is it truly a state-by-state type thing? Um, at a federal level, I'm not aware of any obligation to do that. Uh, I do know that there are certain states that really are, are pushing this, um, and I, so I think it probably is a state-by-state thing. There is some disclosure at the federal level to the extent that there's an EEO-1 uh, report that's required for larger employers. Those are just employers with 100 or more employees. So the vast majority of employers would not even be covered by that. But um, this, this is a new trend and, and more and more employees that are applying for jobs are expecting to see it. I, I think a lot of our listening audience really enjoys putting together the EEO one reports, but maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> especially that many of our listeners are small businesses and have, are wearing seven other hats. So yeah, if you have a larger business and you have the technology that kind of auto populates it all for you, then it's a lot easier. But you know, the biggest, the bigger thing is, well, first of all, let's go back. David, you mentioned, you know, pay transparency. There's a lot of states that require something in Nevada, Maryland, Connecticut, Washington, California, Rhode Island, New York, um, New Hire, uh, New, New Jersey, there's so many more. So if you are hiring remote, 
make sure that you understand all the laws. Uh, my rule of thumb is I just literally put out a YouTube video on this is saying, hey, just go ahead and do it. Just put the pay transparency. Now, the problem that when you were saying, David, I don't know why they don't want to do it. It's because they're probably not consistent internally. Right. Or, or they're not competitive. Right. Right. They're not competitive or they're not consistent. So Joe over here sees and goes, wait, what? You're hiring a new hire at this rate and I don't get hired that way. And so I don't blame them for not doing that. But I really have no sympathy or empathy for that because I say, why don't you bring everybody up to what they should be getting paid? And then you wouldn't be spending so much money on retention, recruiting and then unfortunately turnover as well. According to a survey performed by Job Recruiting Service Indeed, 81% of workers are more productive and engaged when they believe that they're being paid properly. Furthermore, according to the same survey, 75% of employees are more willing to apply for a job if the company is known for paid transparency. David, back to you. Yeah, so so I'm glad we got to cover paid transparency. Uh, Wendy also mentioned uh, wage inequality, and I wanted to, to mention that. Um, every five years, the EEOC issues uh, what's called a SEP. It's a strategic enforcement plan. Basically, this is the, the things that they're going to focus on to sue employers. And one of the key things that they've identified for this upcoming five years is uh, is pay inequity. Um, so essentially, what that basically means is when you pay one group less than another for doing the same same job. And usually it means paying women less than men for doing the same job. And um, and, and where I see this is uh, where where maybe an employer needs to hire someone and, and the market's tough and, and, you know, they finally get someone that's good for the slot and it, maybe it's a man. And, you know, the man ends up getting paid more than the current woman that's in the role doing the exact same work right now with experience. And um, that's a big problem. And usually the excuse I hear is, well, the man's just a better negotiator. You know, we, we had to pay that to get him. And, and that's not going to fly. Um, because that's going to violate probably, uh, you know, Title VII for gender discrimination as well as the Equal Pay Act. And and the way to address that is is not to pay the man less, but but to pay the woman equal, you know, to bring her wage up, just like what Wendy said. And um, the way to address this um, is simply to to do a, an audit. Um, you know, you can do a compensation audit. It should be a part of your wage and hour audit anyway. Um, but but. Certainly, uh, doing an audit uh, is very important, and wage and hour is a big risk, um, and, and especially if the employment lawyer was not involved in setting up the pay system to begin with, because then you have a big mess. You usually have uh, people that are 1099 that really don't meet the test. You have people that are getting paid a salary that are not going to meet the exemption test. Um, so uh, that could be an issue. And, and if you've never had a, an employment lawyer look at your pay system and you're kind of wondering, are we doing this right? Um, you know, get an audit done. And and even if you don't take the lawyer's advice by having a lawyer do it, you get attorney client privilege. So if you don't follow the lawyer advice, it's not, you don't have to turn it over in discovery, but ideally you would follow the lawyer's advice and, and, and comply with the law. Right. In- Otherwise, why, why are you paying the lawyer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite true. Quite true. In 2022, women earned an average of 82% of what men earned, according to the Pew Research Center. A Gartner survey found that employees who perceive their pay as unequitable have a 15% lower intent to stay with their employer. Yeah, so to sum that up, if you want to win the war for talent, fair pay and transparent pay is going to be one of your biggest winning uh, techniques. 
Uh, thanks for listening to episode two of our five-part series on proactive steps with employment law. In our next episode, episode three, we're, in, we're going to cover navigating the challenges of remote work and flexible scheduling, which is what most employees want, especially since the part pandemic. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.